you're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Welcome in to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. I am your host, Matt Yazenbach, joined by Dan and Cliff. And what we like to do here is give amazing fantasy football advice, tell you who to pick up on the waivers, our start sits, all that good stuff. So if you haven't already, hit the follow, share, review, follow us on Twitter, at Die Hard Podcast. If you have any questions about your roster, trade, anything like that, guys, how you feeling today? We're back. It's week six already. It's crazy. I'm feeling really good because on Monday night, I had an amazing comeback. I did not think I was going to win, and I got exactly what I needed. I ended up winning by, what was it, like a half a point? Three quarters of a point, something like that. It. Yeah, and it was against Matt, just so you know. It took five words into the podcast <laughs> for that to come up. But yeah, uh, we play in the dynasty. We have individual players, so I was up. Individual a good bit. defensive. Individual players. defensive players. So I was up pretty big. He, Anthony Brown, safety for Cowboys. Giants were already losing. Corner. And Mike Glennon just wants to throw it. He gets a pick six, eighteen points, and. Uh, <laughs> Darius Leonard happened, so... Hey, that's why you go out and get Darius Leonard. He's the best linebacker, fantasy-wise, in the NFL. Yeah, he is. Um, But, guys, welcome in again. Um, Did I say the date or no? It's October 13th today, so, again, week week, uh, six, it's flying by, but... It's like a week to, week from Matt's birthday, actually. It is. We're going to get turned to uh, next 16th? week. 16th? I, <laughs> I might have to call out next week. I'll let y'all know. You're going to pull a cliff and miss the podcast? Yeah, I, I might have to go. You're going to cliff us? I have to go see my grandma next week. So. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget Matt cliffed us before Cliff cliffed us. I was so. actually thinking about that today. That I was is, like, did I miss a day? That absolutely is But true. I was actually at the beach. Oh, so who's the only one that's been here for everyone? I was actually at the beach. I'm the glue that holds this whole thing together. You are the glue. But, guys, we got the news of the day. Um, Week 6 takeaways. Panic or not, believe it or not. And then we have our waiver wire ad. So let's jump into it. We got uh, got a big show today. So um, we're going to jump in the news. Tyreek Hill not expected to miss time with his knee injury. Cliff is happy about that one. He was a little worried when he saw his knee get hurt. So That would be 40 points out the window. So, yeah, I'm a little worried. Um, Clyde. Edwards Hilaire, running back for the Chiefs, better news than worse. Uh, he, so he ended up getting an MCL sprain, could miss a few weeks. They put him on an IR today, three-week IR. Okay, three weeks. Yep. So, yeah, I would say about three to four weeks he's going to mm-hmm. be out. Um, 49ers head coach said Trey Lance suffered a knee strain. They're on a bye week this week. Um, so I would expect Jimmy Garoppolo to be starting week seven if, if you're he's a, healthy. If you're a Debo Samuel owner like myself, I'm happy to hear that news. I like Debo much better with Jimmy in there. All right. And the running backs. Jeez, yeah. Trey Lance mm-hmm. took all the rushes. Yep. Uh, Justin Fields, he's good to go for next week. Kenny Galladay, not so much. He's going to be out next week. Could miss more time. Um, Kadarius Tony got hurt at the end of the game. We need to watch his practice reports for this week. That dude's a baller. Looks like way. he's going to be fine. He he's also good. threw a punch, though, right, at the end? He, of- yeah, but he's not getting suspended. They're he's just fine. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, it was confirmed he will not be suspended. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I would expect him to play this week. 
Uh, Damian Harris, running back for the Patriots, dealing with chest and ribs. He's day-to-day right now. Do you think that's true or that Belichick's just pissed that he fumbled at the end zone? (laughs) No, I think he's actually hurt, but we'll see. And if he didn't fumble on the half-yard line, I would have not even have needed Darius Leonard, or not as much. Well, if you didn't get the Anthony Brown pick six, we wouldn't even be talking. But Eagles have placed Dallas Goddard on the COVID list, and they play on Thursday. So He's out. He's probably out. He is. He's definitely out. Zach Ertz is interesting. Uh, Gronk is very close to being able to return again. He ruled placed, him out just five okay. minutes ago. Ruled him out okay, for this okay. week. Only because it's an early week, so he should be back next yeah, week. Yeah, he'll be yeah. expecting back week seven. Uh, Joe Burrow um, got released from the hospital. He's fine after the contusion. Oh, I thought you were about to say he got released from the Bengals. <laughs> Not the Bengals. No. <laughs> That's the news to me. <laughs> uh, so he should be good to go for next week. Samaj P. Ryan on the COVID list. His actually came back positive. Um, so... I expect him to be out. So Chris Evans, running back, he's a lower, kind of different guy, but keep eye out on him. Um, we know I actually, like, I actually like Chris Evans out of Michigan. Yeah, I like him. Samaje took most of the work uh, last week, so we could see some of the same. We don't know, really. Probably helps Mixon, though. Yeah, it does. Um, Kevin Stefanski, Browns head coach, says he's unsure if Jarvis will be active this week, so we need to keep an eye on practice reports um, new and coach talk. And then Pete Carroll says Chris Carson has made progress, but said we'll see how it goes. Okay, another a little more uh, Seattle news. Blake Bar Blake Bortles has worked out for the uh, Seattle. So no Gina, <laughs> no Gina's gonna be the starter. I guess you're just looking for a backup. backup. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, we're going to the game, Gina. So let's <laughs> I actually I actually won a championship game. I don't. What was it? 2017, 2018 with mm-hmm. Blake Bortles was Mike quarterback in the championship Jeez. game that's gross <laughs> but hey at the time that's what he was a ball yeah know. he was throwing it 50 55 times a game so mm-hmm. uh well let's get into the week five takeaways um well, my thing is uh juju's injury uh over the last three weeks claypool has actually seen 30 30 targets compared to deontay johnson's 27 so i think this gives a major bump to claypool with juju out and i see a potential big rest of season for him it definitely help. I mean, it helps make because Deontay Johnson was the only guy you could put in your lineup. Right. Now, without Juju, even though he wasn't getting many targets all at all, anyways, mm-hmm. Claypool might be viable now. Yep. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm thinking. Like, I don't I don't think Clay, um, Juju was getting much targets anyway. I'm not I just sure think how it much helps open up a little more. Maybe I don't know. I just, this offense is pretty stale. So I mean, they look they did look okay. That that wasn't that was the like, best week. We that was actually a so nice far. pass that Ben threw early in the game to, mm-hmm. to Deontay, but. Eh, I think we'll have to wait and see on that we'll one. Pump the brakes. <laughs> uh, well, we hated Miles Gaskin last week. Yeah, of course, because we said that, yeah. <laughs> um, but he actually saw 70% of the snaps against the Bucks. performed well. Uh, Malcolm Brown actually had zero touches that game. So I- I'm not saying, you know, I'm a Miles Gaskin owner. I'm not saying I'm going to immediately throw him in the lineup. But no, you can't. Set, definitely something to look at next week. Maybe they realize that he is the best back on that yes, team. They should have already. They need that, to yeah. give him the ball. I mean that that was such a tough matchup too. That was just that came out of nowhere. Yeah, ten catches know? for seventy four yeah. yards. Yeah. I think that bodes well though. I think yeah. they'll definitely play the hot hand coming. I hope this so. Week. I, I I had James Conner in last week. I mean he did score, but I'm in between the two right now. I got one more, and I'll let you um, guys take it off, but. I'm I'm panicking on AJ Brown. I mean, he had the opportunity to take over this offense uh, with Julio out, healthy Tannehill. 
Um, and he three for thirty eight, six targets. So um, I'm just worried the rest of the season about AJ. And we'll talk about him later. Yeah, I think we'll talk about him later. But I, is it just a product? He's just coming off an injury. That's possible. It's possible. That's one yeah. thing. That's possible. But even yeah. before, I mean, I think he had one good week. But I, I'm just worried, man. I'm, I, I'm I'm actually an AJ Brown owner as well, and I am worried about yeah. him. All right, that's, that's all. That's okay. all I got for you guys. I'll step in. The Colts, they had a good Monday night. Their offense finally got in a groove. Of course, they ended up losing in overtime, but they beat Dolphins the week before. So Jonathan Taylor owners, Michael Pittman owners, I think it's a trending up thing going on right now for that offense. Taylor looked like an absolute monster last night. They're giving him the ball 20 times a game. That's what they need to do. Yep, and I think it's just going to – I think they're rolling with it now. That that was the first time the offense looked, you know – in a groove. And honestly, there was the they their their secondary was just decimated. They came in hurt. They lost two more yeah. during the game and it showed in the second half. Mm-hmm. They're a better team than their record. Yeah, they are. Agreed. Just like the Lions. Other True. Th- other thing I noticed, Eckler, he looks like a beast if you ended up getting him in the late first round. He he looks like one of those guys that might be your little puzzle piece. He's fighting with Denry, uh, Derek Henry for the top two spots, or one and two, mm-hmm. and it doesn't look like it's going to stop. He's getting in the end zone. He's just doing it all. Kyle Pitts. Kyle yeah. Pitts finally, finally showed a little bit of upside. There we go. And I think it's a spark. I really think it's going to spark him and Ryan, and now you, you best believe you better have him in your lineup every week. Not Not this week. Oh, he's is on it a buy. <laughs> Next week. Good one, Dan. Good job. Dad joke. <laughs> but, yeah, he's going to be a beast. We finally got to see it, so that's very exciting. Dynasty and just, you know, redraft leagues. And then Chiefs is my last thing, two and three. Yeah. It's a little rough for them. I don't think they're the Super Bowl favorite in the AFC. Well, and and this is why when we did our Super Bowl predictions earlier in the year, this is why I didn't pick the Chiefs. It is extremely rare for Super Bowl loser to go back to the Super Bowl. I know the Bills did it four times, but it's pretty damn rare. And no matter how good you think a team is, look at San Francisco went a couple years ago. Next year, they literally finished in last place in their division. It's really difficult, and I think that Super Bowl hangover is a thing. Yeah, they're. I mean, it's because their their defense. defense is trash. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. Yeah. So. And, and you and this will be the third time in a row, right? If if they make the Super Bowl, it'll been, be three in a row. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. I don't say it. Yeah, I don't even true. think they're the best team in that division. No, but I do think it's because their defense. Chargers are elite. Well, and that's one of my takeaways here. Nice little segue. Mm-hmm. The, the Chargers, to me, they're one of the best teams in the league, and they're a definite Super Bowl contender. The offense has just been absolutely on fire. Herbert, future Hall of Famer, I'm saying it now. Mm-hmm. The guy, did you see some of those dimes that guy was dropping? His passes are just incredible. And Williams, one of the best receivers in the league. I'm throwing out there right now, he's a top five receiver in the league as of right now. And I know Cliff just brought him up before. Austin Eckler, to me, right now, week six, 2021, Austin Eckler is the best running back, fantasy and and football, yeah. and running back in the league right now. Honestly believe that. Well. Yeah, him. It's okay. it's. I think it's him and Henry. There's no other even. I'm gonna take honestly if there if we had a draft right now from this point and we we're gonna play this point forward. I'm taking Austin Ackler because I like the offense a lot better. If uh, you knew McCaffrey was healthy, 
Um, I'm still going to take Eckler. Really? I think so, yeah. I think the guy's just on fire. Well, I think th- I McCaffrey's think closer to me than Henry is, though. Yeah, I think those are definitely one and two. Yeah. And especially if we're going standard, then probably, I mean, Henry. But most leagues have PPR, PPR. I'm, yeah, I mean, A full PPR, Mc- there's no question. It's McCaffrey yeah. and Eckler. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I like that, too. Yeah. I didn't know you felt so strong about Eckler. <laughs> I do. And I was... You know, I, I kind of liked where he was being drafted, end of the first round. I thought yeah. that's where he belonged. If he continues this pace, he he's a top three pick next year, maybe even top two. Yeah. So so my uh, my last thing I took um, took away from uh, this past week, kicking. It's just a lost art in the Oof. NFL. This was the worst kicking week in the history of the NFL. And I always, and you guys you guys watch a lot of football with me. Anyone that watches a lot knows I really hate how coaches – Go for the two-point conversion when they really shouldn't. They do it way too early. But you know what? If their kickers can't make the ex- <laughs> they can't make extra points, or if they can't make field goals, then yeah, you got to go for it. You got to go for the two-point. You got to go for it on fourth and five. I'm kind of coming around. I can see why sometimes. What happened to the damn kickers? Dude, yeah. it, it, it's her it was a bug this week. No. They've been bad all year. I mean, this year. I mean, th- last week, yeah, like yeah. over the top bad. But mm-hmm. I think they've been bad all year. I honestly think that's part of the reason. Of course, being confident in your offense. But then also just knowing the kicker, he's missing it, whatever, 50, 40% of the time on a 40, 50-yard kick, whatever it is. But, mm-hmm. yeah. I, and a lot of it's analytics. Like all the outcome, yeah. like the Chargers head coach. Uh, well, those percentages are going up. Well, so, well, like the basic sense of it is they look at it like if you go for two extra points, I mean, I'm sorry, two two-point conversions, if you make 50% of them, that's the same as making two extra points. But the odds that you're going to make both are more than 50%. Right. So that's why they go for them the, as Who much did as the Chargers they do. Play last week? They uh, just beat the Browns. Oh uh, yeah, so they were they were down, or no? They yeah they were up or down. It was a very close game. They were on their thirty yard line, and if they didn't get it, they, I think the Browns oh, yeah. they scored. Oh yeah, and it was on their thirty yard line, fourth and two, and they went for it. <laughs> yeah, that that head coach, it's they bring the analytics into. Yeah, I I, I really like stats. him. Analytics aside, I really like him as a yeah. head coach. I think he's one of the best head coaches in the league. He puts Eckler in that McCaffrey role and. Yeah, I mean, he just lets Herbert sling it, so good defense. Yeah, I'm a Chargers fan. Me too. Yeah, we I'm, know you are. You've been a Chargers fan. Um, I, like, I think they're the best team in the AFC West, without a doubt. And I think the only team Bills. that Buff that can beat them is Buffalo. And I, I think that's going to be the AFC Championship game. It'll be fun to watch. Let's get into the trends. Um, what, what, do you, what we see trending up, what we see trending down. Um, I got Kadarius Toney uh, trending up. Do you have him on yours or no? Not as my turning up. I okay. have him elsewhere. Though. I'm not saying he's going to But, no, get, but it is a good pick, though. I'm not saying he's getting 13 targets a game like he did last week. Um, but Galladay out this week. Um, I mean, he's running routes good. He actually got targeted last week on 50% of his routes ran, which is uh, insane Pretty amazing, number. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Um, but it, the, team's got, the team is just known to be unhealthy. Receivers don't stay healthy on that team. We just saw it from Saquon, Daniel Jones, Shepard, Slayton, all these guys. So, I mean, he's earning his role right now. And, I mean, I he's I just, he's too good to not get the ball. The only reason he's getting thrown at 50% of the time is if right. he's open. So yeah. he has to be getting open. Exactly. All right. I'm going to go into him later, so okay. we'll just move on from there. All right. Yeah. I'm going to go with um, Tim Patrick. And his targets have increased in the last three games. 
He had nine last week. He's had over 11 points in every game this year but one. And we told you a couple weeks ago when Jerry Judy, Jerry Judy went down. A while back. Yeah, go out and get him. He's literally been getting better every single week since then. I think the trend's going to continue. He's just becoming more involved in the offense. Definitely arrow pointing up for this guy. Yeah, I like that. Agreed. Yeah, he just looked – him and Sutton, they both look good. And he's do, yeah. Teddy's doing what he did with DJ. And, and Robbie. And, yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. My trending up, guys, Antonio Brown for the Tampa Bay. And he's just looking like the best wide receiver uh, since he's got on the team. It was a couple weeks ago, so I don't know if it stands, but I imagine since he's getting thrown so much. But he has the most targets since he's been on the um, team. So he's technically their number one if we're talking targets. Mm -hmm. And he's getting open. Brady's finding him. He's getting plenty. The one issue when we came into this season, it wasn't his talent, wasn't Brady. It was his competition, Evans and Godwin. Well, he showed he can score without it. So he's definitely a number two wide receiver. Play him. He's trending up. Yeah, I think think Brady just – for whatever reason, just likes that he guy. Loved him on the page yeah, too, he, yeah, he and he's the one that he was telling Arians, "We got to bring this guy in. We got to bring this guy in." I think, and I don't know why, but he just loves him. He's and special. he's a, yeah. still a special talent. He's yeah. still an elite. Like yeah, elite I don't think he's what he used to be, but he's still up in the upper echelon. He's still good. Yeah. He's still really good. Yeah, I yeah. think he's gonna be a wide receiver too this year. I yeah. think high. And then high when he scores a touchdown, I think he'll be wide receiver one. He just yeah. has to get in the end zone. All right. Um, if I may have an honorable mention before we move on to turning down, Miles Sanders owners, I'm going to put some confidence in you. I'm going to give you some hope out there. Don't feel so defeated just yet. They played Carolina last week. Tough defense. He did play uh, 75% of the snaps, which is the most of the season. Gainwell, uh, Kenneth Gainwell played less than 25% of the snaps, which is his least. Now, I don't know if it's because they were in the game. Maybe they are used to playing catch-up, so they had to put Gainwell in. But he had 16 touches. Um, I know he didn't do much with it, but it's just nice to see. His snaps are going up. His touches are – he's getting more involved in the offense. So uh, I'm not saying the arrow is pointing up just yet, but it's something it's to like keep It's like pointing sideways. On. It's like diagonal. <laughs> yeah. Like it's, it's a little – it's a little – I like think it's going rise. like directly east. <laughs> yes, like 40, yeah, whatever the degrees is up there. But, um, yeah, I'm just saying don't lose all hope in Sanders just yet. Like I said, I know he didn't produce well with them, but at least he's getting those touches last week. Okay. Yeah. Hopefully we see more of the same. Better, yeah, I'd like to see touches. a little more, yeah. yeah. Instead of going back to, you know, he had nine combined the last two weeks yeah, before this yeah. one. So. Well, yeah, he can only go up from there, so, right. you know. Well, uh, I'll go ahead and hit the trending down. Um, not as much as not as much of a trending down as much as a realization of what's going on in the Chargers offense. Um, Mike Williams is the number one receiver on that team. Um, you you just have to kind of temper the expectations on not temper him, but just know Keenan Allen. He's pro- I mean he's probably more times than not he's going to get you you know 13, 14, 15 points. He's probably not going to get you the thirty to thirty five point games like Mike Williams is doing. You know, Keenan Allen, he's going to be more closer to the line getting the ball. Um, his his depth of target is just going to be closer. He's going to be, have to be a, a rat guy uh, or, you know, your yards after catch guy. So uh, just you got to just come to realize after what's happening after all these weeks, it is what it is. I, I'm not calling Keenan Allen not I, elite. I'm just saying you, he's not the number one. Yeah, I, I actually, I, I think we said that a couple of weeks ago. Mike, Mike Williams is the number one. I, I actually like that take right there. 
I do like that Mike Williams is, you know, being a beast, and I think he will continue to do that. But I think Keenan Allen's getting targeted just as he much is. as last year. And in the red zone, he's had 12 targets the past two weeks or mm-hmm. something. Hasn't came up with a touchdown, I don't think. In the red more. zone? Yeah, he oh, had okay. red zone. So he's getting targeted in the well, red good. zone. The he most just... on the team. Okay. He's the most targeted on the team. Uh, maybe not Eckler. But, yeah. Um, so, anyways, it hasn't plant, panned out for him, but – I, I don't know. I, I don't actually think didn't he's know going, that stat. That's I didn't, good. I don't think he's going down because he hasn't. Yeah, he hasn't I, done right. great. I'm not saying he's going down. Yeah. Um, just saying he's probably not as much upside as we would hope. All right, I'm gonna. I got a question for Cliff here. Drafting from this point forward, you <laughs> taking Williams taken. or Allen? From this point forward? Yeah. See, that's what. That's I guess my argument. I think it's still super, super close and hard to take Mike Williams over Keenan Allen. I'm taking Mike Williams, and I'm not even not even thinking about it because and, he runs the 75 yard deep yeah. ball, which is crazy. And yeah, if that keeps working, he's gonna. But be I think three. he's doing more than that. I, I mean, he is getting those home run plays, but he he's he's involved in the offense. Like yeah. Herbert's but, looking for him, man. He he's involved deep too. That's I'm gonna the ask name. Matt the same question. I'm taking Mike Williams. Yeah, I agree. But not by much. Like I said, Keenan Allen, he's gonna he's gonna end up being a wide receiver too. I think a high wide receiver too. I, I just d- think Mike Williams is gonna be a top six guy. I I, I agree with that. Take yeah. definitely top eight. Yeah. I mean top ten at the worst. So yeah, I agree with I that. I think they'll finish. Cl- yeah. Kind of. I mean, Mike Williams has a big big. Blump. He's number one right now, right? Mike Williams is number one yeah. as of today. Yes. So I mean, I can see. I just see Allen being. A, more consistent and not having those, like, you know, Michael Williams two weeks ago had a two-point game. I don't think Keenan Allen's going to have a two-point game. I think he has a way more safe floor, but Williams' ceiling is way higher. Way yeah, higher, so. yeah. All right, good take. Mm-hmm. I'm going to – my turning down, I'm going to say Kenyon Drake, and I honestly think he's borderline droppable right now. Borderline, if you're not – especially if you're not a Jacobs owner. But he had just 12 snaps last week and only two rushing attempts. Or two touches, actually, I think it was. Okay. And he's only had two points combined in the last two games. He's just not involved in the offense. I know the Raiders have been sputtering on offense the last two games. And now what's going on with Gruden? Who knows what's going to happen? I'm completely out on, on Drake like, right now. But, I, hey, I said that about Gaskin last week, so <laughs> you never know. <laughs> different situation, though. Yeah, yeah. Different, yeah. And he doesn't, he doesn't look that great when he does touch the ball mm-hmm. on the eye test. And another guy who is definitely trending down, and it's tough. It's A Rob, Allen Robinson. Mm-hmm. And he, I mean, he had a double digit score the first week, hasn't done anything since. Justin Fields is in there. He won last week, got the starting job, named his. I don't think he's going anywhere unless, you know, something crazy happens. So there's not much to go up from. He's not going to get the production you need from Justin Fields. They just aren't going to throw a lot. He's going to run, and when they do throw, they're not connecting that well. So A-Rob, I I think he's – I don't even know if he's a flex, honestly. I don't think he's a – I mean – yeah, he's. Yeah, I mean, it obviously depends who you have, yeah. but I I do agree. And I'm going to bring this up later about another guy. They're they're rushing. They're rushing attempts. They're they're like the Ravens like now, like how yeah. the Ravens were last year. They're like 33, 34. They had thirty four just 34. from just from two, and the, I, there was probably a couple others from somebody else mixed Justin in there. Fields. But yeah, so yeah, they're just not throwing the ball. Yeah, I like that. All right, well, let's jump into the believe it or not segment. Um, we're going to start out with Kadarius Tony. I know we're bringing up this guy again, or, you know, I am at least, but I'm, I believe in him. He had nine targets, 13 targets the last two weeks. 
like I said, injuries um, are just bound to happen. So I, I like Tony. I, I'm I'm a huge on Tony. I, I and I'm gonna talk about him a little bit later too. But as I said before, but yeah, he's um he's really just his usage in the offense and. Like I said, I'm going to talk about him a little bit later, so I'll let Cliff right, what, get his, what, his. You want to talk about him later or right now? Yeah, no, I'm good. Right, I we'll think we'll good. get him later. Um, yeah, Amon, Amon Ross St. Brown, uh, wide receiver for the Lions. Uh, Dan, what's your take on Amon? Uh, I, I really like him a lot. Um, Cephas to IR today, mm-hmm. so just got to open up more. I liked him. I thought I always thought it was a matter of time. Um, because he's he was a high draft pick for them, yeah. So I think his time is coming. I like it. Yeah, and again, we'll, we're going to discuss him later. But he went uh, six for seventy, seven for sixty-five the last two weeks. Again, you said Quintess Sevis is out, and I mean he he got the opportunity just like Tony did. He capitalized from it. So yeah, I'm I'm a believer in Amonro St. Brown. I like him. Um, but we're going to go to and we talked about this guy last week. Again, these owners are feeling good about themselves Robert Woods are you guys believing it I I mean I I believe it I mean the, the offense is good the, they haven't played great the last two games but I mean Robert Woods he's at worst the number two there and he's just got to be part of the offense there's not there's nothing to worry about there just let him let him go mm-hmm. yeah. just put him in your lineup and just let him play he'll yeah. be just fine if he was ever on our panic section he you know there's no reason to panic he's back doing i think he's just going to fluctuate that's the only thing fluctuate a little more than usual and the one thing i want to say the last week we talked about sean mcveigh saying on on uh that, that he needed to get woods more involved so they did and i think they'll continue it um but last guy here marquez calloway um, he had eight targets, went four for uh, 85 and two touchdowns. Do you guys believe it? Wow. He went eight, four for 85. He got, what, 65 on or 60 yeah, the one, on the bomb. Yeah, mm-hmm. on the end of the half. Yep. I, I, I'm not loving it. Michael Thomas should be back soon. Exactly what I have. Yeah, I'm not a believer. Even even outside of Michael Thomas, I'm not really believing. I mean, I think he's going to have a game here and there, yeah. but – Week in, week out, and I have him on one of my teams, but I'm I, he's not even in consideration. Okay, um, well, let's get into the panic or not segment. Um, we'll start here at AJ Brown. Are you guys panicking? Uh, we talked about it a little bit before, and he's one of my main guys on uh, my. I have him and DK, so he's technically my number two, I guess. But yeah, I'm 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 worried a little bit. Okay. Um, I know he can break out and come back and be a beast at any week, so I'm not super super concerned. I'm not panicking. I'm just kind of a little, I guess, disappointed in him. Yeah. He's been injured, and I'm hoping last week he's just coming off an injury. Maybe, you know, the game flow they got into didn't quite work out. So I want to see him this week. He has another down week again, then, then maybe. But as of right now, no, I'm not panicking. Uh, I'm not panicking either. I, I do think he'll have a strong – it's not even back half yet, but almost to the half. Time's flying. Mm-hmm. But I think he'll have a strong back half. Titans are going to have to be fighting for that playoff spot. And him, him and Tannehill will get fine. Would you buy him low? Heck yeah. I would low? definitely buy him low. Okay. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to reiterate everything you guys said because I feel the exact same way. Um, but we'll go ahead and move on to TJ Hawkinson. Are you panicked? Go ahead, Cliff. I'll let you take this it's, one. It's an iffy. For, I, I, I'll go because I'm a Hawkinson right. owner. Um, and, I'm yeah, I mean, he definitely lost me. La- he helped me lose last week. He had two points. 
And I don't, I mean, the injury, I don't know how to feel about it. It's one of those I don't know. I mean, Titans are going to have bad games, except for honestly, Kelsey, realistically. But I mean, it's what, two, three weeks in a row now. So, I mean, the, the not last week, but the two weeks before, the targets were there for him. Just weren't connecting. Again, Cephas going out might open up a little more targets. They're always going to be in negative game scripts. And again, there's not going to be much out there. So I, I'm not crazy panic, but I'm just where did all those targets go type of feeling. It's the Lions for you. I mean, they they don't got a good offense, so they're not going to be able to feed Hawkinson the whole game just because they want to. Not They don't have a Tyreek or a Patrick opening up that field for him. So when it's shut down, it is shut down. They're going to have to, and I'm sure Lions want to because that's his, one of their best players. I'm, they want to find a game plan, a way to get him open. So don't freak out. It's tied in. You got to keep him. Sorry. So, yeah. You know. Yeah, I, I kind of look at him almost the same I look at AJ. I'm not panicking, but I'm definitely disappointed. So, I mean, I'm kind of learning, man. I know it, it changes from year to year, but – Outside of Kelsey, there was no even even Waller's been he hasn't been bad for where he got drafted. For, yeah, but he's yeah. a li- he's a little bit disappointed too. Outside of Kelsey, man, maybe just don't draft tight ends and, and you know wait six, seven, eighth round. I agree. Because yeah. honestly, I mean, Hawkinson, there's been tight ends that have been better. You yeah. know, like I, I could list a few. Before so. Grant got hurt, yeah. he was a beast. You got him yeah. late as you wanted him. Yeah, I mean uh, Dawson Knox, I think's the third tight end right now. So, <laughs> dude, honestly, I might take Dawson Knox right now if we draft it right now going forward. I might take him over Hawkinson just because of the, uh, the high-powered offense. He's yeah. just got more opportunities you to want score. On that team. Yeah, I mean, you want the you want the offense that's going to score. Yeah. All right, uh, and I mean, we have Noah Fant, another tight end, right after. I mean, do you guys kind of feel the exact same way type of deal? Yeah, I mean, I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, no, but I, I'm a little more concerned about him than I am about um, Hawkinson. I, I mean, he's just not being used. I, I don't think he even got a target until into the fourth quarter of that game. Wow. I know he didn't have a catch into the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean, I expected him when Judy went down to. To be more involved, and he's just not. So I'm a little, little bit, a little bit worried. Yeah, you don't like seeing someone that athletic getting, you know, not getting targeted because you would think he would be open. But it, I mean, the Broncos' offense didn't do much of anything last week. So last week is kind of one of those, you know, outliers. At, once again, tight end. So yeah, I think he's a viable start still. I'm iffy on. It. I mean, yeah, you you still start him and you put him in. And then last one here, Lavisca Chenault. Are you guys panicking? I am if if I if I'm an owner. I mean, I I definitely wouldn't be starting him, and if I was, I'd be looking for somebody else. So I think that says it all. Okay. Yep. Not gonna repeat it. That's yep. Same. Well, let's jump into the waiver wire ads. At quarterback, uh, we got Carson Wentz as our first one, only eight percent owned. Um, these quarterbacks we have here, not the best waiver wire ads, but it's it's a little little tricky this week. More streamers, in my opinion. Um, if you need a guy, definitely but, streamers. Yeah, I mean yeah. he plays Houston Texans next week, so um, I could either see really good or you know a lot of Jonathan Taylor. That's what I see from that game. Yeah, I mean that was my QB, so I obviously think it's a good little bye week filler, injury filler, and like you said, he played Texans and he threw for 400 against the Ravens last week. So yeah. I think he can do it against Texans. Yeah, besides that fumble he had in the Renzo and in the first half, he he actually played pretty well last night, uh, two nights ago. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I mean I I don't mind it if you if you're in a pinch. Okay, uh, Mac Jones, 16 percent. Again, I'm not the biggest fan of the ad, but. They play Dallas, so they're going to have to be playing catch-up. So, 
Um, I mean, I, I don't mind it. I, their defense is a little tough, though, so be worried. Yeah, I mean, th- their their defense has been surprisingly decent against the quarterback, and I guess maybe it's we're to the point where we shouldn't be that surprised anymore. Yeah, you know, it's week six. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, I, if you're a Russell owner, injury. If you're Trey Lance owner, two quarterback yeah, league. Yeah, or you're in two quarterback league. If, if for some reason you were starting Matt Ryan, which you pro- hope you weren't, but he's off this week. You know, I mean, I think he's a good little stream. I think the game script, like you said, I think the reason why he's kind of interesting is that I kind of like the game script. Yeah. And he's been okay, man. He, he's only thrown uh, – I don't want to get throw out a wrong side here, but I'm pretty sure he's only thrown two or three interceptions this year. Mm-hmm. So it's not terrible. He's not killing you. All right. Um, and my, I got last one, Jacoby Brissett, 3% owned. Again, not the biggest fan, but um, if you're in deep trouble, again, two-quarterback league, injury, um, and your league is super deep, whatever the case may be, um, I mean, he looked good against the Bucks. completed 70% of his passes, 275, two touchdowns, and he plays Jacksonville this week, allowing 300 passing yards a game. So Can't hate anyone against Jacksonville. Yeah, so. you cannot. Yeah, Jacksonville that, that, Houston. That's exactly what I was going to say. You really got to like the uh, the matchup. And I, I could see them throwing this game because yeah. Jacksonville's been really bad in, uh, against the quarterback this year. More, I would say this week's more of a streamer. If oh, you definitely, know, a yeah. One week start. Yeah, a- I think any of the guys that we mentioned today, it's not someone I think you're going to want to pick up and stash and hope that you're going to get something out of for the rest of the year. It's almost like a desperation. You're like, crap, Russell got hurt. Yeah. I didn't expect that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, Going to the running backs, Khalil Herbert, uh, only 8% owned. And that should go up. He went 18, 18 attempts for 75, and he had 31 snaps compared to Damian Williams, 34. Um, the only thing I do worry about is because I actually was looking this up, you know, when he got in the game, and most of his carries were when they were leading and they were up. Damian was in, you know, more at the beginning of the game, so I don't, they got a tough matchup next week. I don't know if they're trying to save Damian, um, but – I mean, I could see 50-50. Yeah, wow. I didn't know he got that many attempts yeah. last week. He actually had more carries no tar- than Williams. No targets. He, yeah, he though, did have no so. targets. But, wow. yeah, he's not going to be involved in the passing game mm-hmm. at all. But, yeah, I mean, I, I think he's a nice little pickup. This is a guy that, especially if you were a Montgomery owner and you have Damian Williams, just pick him up just in case Damian gets hurt and then you could put him in. I mean, he, he actually looked pretty good. And, and then I agree with you, he came in. You know, probably when they were trying to grind the clock down and everything mm-hmm. like that. But he looked he looked pretty good, and I was surprised that he got as many carries I as did. he did. I was too. Uh, I think his carries will stay. I think he's still gonna he's gonna carry more every single week than Damian. Yeah, I can see uh, sixty forty probably. Yeah, I, don't, I mean, 60, he, but he definitely plays. Um, I just think, like, actual carries. Oh, yeah. So would you rather have him over Damien if you had to start one? Yeah. If you can only start one? Oh, man, probably not just because Damien's getting okay. a little of In both. the passing yeah, game, I, yeah. That's, that's exactly a, yeah, what I would, that's but what it, I would but say. But it definitely hurts uh, mm-hmm. Damien. Yeah. All right, uh, Daryl Williams running back for the Chiefs. Uh, I actually had the same notes as last week on Daryl Williams. He's only 12% owned. Um, this was before Clyde got hurt, unfortunately. Um, but, I mean, if you got him from me saying go out and get him or us saying go out and get him, then you just got a big plus on your hands. Um, he's going to be the main guy on the on the team. We, I mean, Jarek McKinnon is there. I think he's a little bit interesting. 
Um, he was actually in on 31% of the snaps last week. They were so probably all third down. It was, th- yeah, no, it was like yeah. 33, 33, 33 for really? all of them. Yeah. For, no, McKinnon. Oh, no, yeah, all of them. McKinnon, Daryl. But was Clark. he only in on the third downs? He's you know that? It, it kind of seemed like he was in on the third, mostly third downs. Again, so. I think this is more Daryl Williams, 60, yeah. Jarrett McKinnon, 40. I don't even know if it'll be that high. But, yeah, yeah, that's all I got on him. Yeah, I mean, Darrell Williams, I think now that you say Herbert, that's competing for one of the top ads, but I think mm-hmm. it's Darrell Williams. Uh, and I think you jinxed Clyde a little bit. But, yeah, I if y'all were lucky enough, you just got a little golden nugget. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think he's going to be, you know, catching passes. I know McKinnon's there, but he's going to be the running back. And yeah. it looks like Chiefs are figuring out how to use the running back and score them some points. So maybe he lucked out. Yeah, yeah I, I think he's the top running back ad this week. Uh, I Just because the offense he's in. And I know they're they're not the Chiefs of last year, but – they, they're, they're still going to get a lot of yards. They're still going to be a high part of our offense. They're going to put up points, so he's going to have opportunity to score. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the last guy here, probably the most valuable in my opinion, um, Devontae Booker, running back for the Giants. We know Saquon, he's going to be out two to four weeks with his ankle injury. And, I mean, he was out of these three, he's the one that is getting the most work when he went in last week. Um, I, I Personally, I would prioritize Booker over these two guys. Wow, yeah, I I didn't I didn't catch this was your guy. Yeah, yeah, I didn't catch I didn't get the notes on him. So I wow, yeah, Dev, um, mm-hmm. that's another good one. I he was about running, the catching, so I mean, oh, he, he was uh, being like the workhorse. And, and Gallman last year, I think was it Booker was there too, though. And someone Booker tried was eat, on the Raiders. I think last someone year. tried eating into for, um. I just said it was Freeman Gallman. was there last yeah, year. Freeman, yeah, Freeman. Uh, yeah. But Gallman ended up taking, and they they used the workhorse. So yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's super close between those two, and you know now that, now that you've been talking about it, he he probably is going to have more volume than Williams just because there's too many other options yeah. on Kansas City. Mm-hmm. So, but I do think that Williams is going to have more chance to score. So probably. to me, it makes it kind of even. I just think more volume wise, you're, I think you're going to get more. True, effort. that's that's definitely true. Because I don't think, and I, I think that Clyde and Barkley are about roughly the same amount of time. So you can't even say, mm, oh, I want point. him more because he's going to have more weeks. It's right. probably going to be about the same. I think both of them three to four weeks for yeah. both of them. Um, that's it for the running backs. Uh, let's go into the receivers. Rashad Bateman, eighteen percent owned. Is this his first week back this week? It's not for sure, but okay, he so was questionable last week. Okay, so, so more more of a stash and see, in my mm-hmm. opinion. Uh, well, you know, we've I've me and you have brought him up a couple times um, in the previous two weeks to saying to stash him. Um, but yeah, I I, I want to see what happens because he could be the number two, and it looks like they're passing more than they've. You know, it's a different type of offense that we've been seeing in the past couple weeks. So, I mean, I don't hate it if he breaks out as that number two. See, I'm not. I'm not so sure about that. I think they they threw a lot on Monday night. Like they they, 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 they they first of all they were down. The game script dictated it. Second of all, they knew that the Colts secondary was just completely trashed. Yeah. So I don't know. I, I and, and maybe I'm wrong, and maybe they will continue to throw. But I I don't see that passing volume continuing for them. The so. the only reason I think it might be you know something that keeps going on is because they're trying to run they're literally getting one two negative five they like can't. they can't yeah. run that's why they deactivated uh, Williams and they were like crap we sucked last week let's put him back in and he didn't do much either mm-hmm. but yeah my point is just yeah he's gonna be their number two I think he's a freak of nature it looked like it in college he's getting a bunch of hype. And they don't have, besides Mark Andrews, they don't really have a red zone target. So and he's big, so it could be a good little. I, 
stash. I do agree, though, that he's not someone that you'd want to pick up and start this week. He's right. definitely no. a stash. Yeah. Yes, a wait and see. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, Kadarius Tony, 19% owned. Um, this is probably going to be my favorite ad of the receivers. You know, we talked about him earlier being targeted on 50% of the routes. Not saying that's going to continue that that high, but like again, I mean, I'm I'm just re saying what I'm saying, kind of. But I, I like that's just my favorite ad out of the group. Yeah, uh, definitely for wide receivers, mm-hmm. he's the favorite ad. And 16 receptions over the last two weeks, absolute monster last week. 10 reception, 180 something yards, yeah, yeah. like just all over the field. And I think he's forced the Giants' hand. I really do. I think that he has proven that he's going to be a number one wide receiver for this team. They've got to get him the ball. They they invested a first-round pick in him. He's proved that he can do it. Get him the ball. Let him take over. Yeah, totally agree. I mm-hmm. think he's going to be the biggest playmaker on their field now that Barkley's out. Yeah. So they're, he, he's going to get open, and he's going to have some targets coming his way. Mm-hmm. All right, and then uh, lastly here, Amon Ross St. Brown. We talked about him a little bit um, ago, but 5% owned. Again, eight targets back-to-back weeks posting 70 or more yards i mean he looks to, he looks like he's going to be the number one guy hopefully we don't lose another one to an uh, injury on the lions but um I, more times than not you're going to see a negative game script like hawkinson so um i, I like him i think he has a, he's going to be a safe floor for you yeah that's a little sleeper yeah. and i i think he's definitely going to have a good floor mm-hmm. and they're going to be throwing a lot you said it all so yeah go, go see i mean i know you have people to drop other than a number one and Lions usually have a pretty good number one wide receiver. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's actually someone that if I was really really in a pinch, I would actually pick him up I and play him in. this week. Yeah. But if you're out there, if you're in a dynasty league, and I'm gonna imagine that if you're in a dynasty league, somebody drafted him and is probably sitting on someone's bench. But if he is out there, go out and get him. This guy is going to be good, even if not this year and future years. Dynasty league purposes, go and get him. Yeah, that's a good call. I want to check his price on the DraftKings, so I think that'll be a good play this week. It could be, yeah. yeah. Um, But let's go ahead and move into the tight ends. Um, I actually didn't have one, y'all two. Um, Y'all two had the the ones, but um, Hunter Henry, only 19% owned. I actually was not about to write notes on him. I'm not going to lie. I'm like, Hunter Henry? What? (laughs) I, I went back and looked at the game log. And I just I didn't notice how involved he was. I haven't watched a lot of Patriots, to be fair. But, I mean, eight, five, six targets the last three weeks, that's really all you can ask for for a tight end, especially with Jonu Smith on Gianu Smith on the team. So, <laughs> um, again, he's probably going to be a little touchdown dependent, but he's, yeah. he's involved. Yeah, and I'm not going to lie. In the, in the preseason, I thought he was going to be the guy between the 20s and then Smith was going to be the red zone guy. But he's actually getting some red zone targets. And he, he had th- he's had three red zone targets in the last two games, which might not seem like a lot, but it actually is if you look comparatively to other tight ends in the league, that's pretty comparable. His points have went up every single week this year so far. Uh, he's had a touchdown in the last two games. Kyle Pitts is on a bye. Great streaming offense if you're uh, – sorry, option, streaming option if you are a Pitts owner. And I am a Pitts owner, and that is exactly who I'm targeting this week. I don't hate that at all, and uh, I think Belichick's gonna just—he's realizing he's ha- has a little tool, and mm-hmm. Johnu not, and John—they'll play both of them, but I think he'll keep getting more involved, and you'll have a couple. I'd say eight, nine catch games if you don't watch out if he keeps doing what he's doing. Yeah, and I'm not—I'm not saying he's like pick him up and play him every week. He's definitely not that. Bye weeks. We're in the bye weeks now. The first week of the bye weeks have started. If you have a tight end that's off. 
viable streaming option. Yep, Kittle's out, so mm -hmm. mm -hmm. Rob's going to be out um, tomorrow. So there's some options for sure. Titans are rough every year, man. Mm -hmm. um, and then Dan Arnold, 2%. I actually, um, this is my favorite guy right here, Cliff, when you brought him up. We talked about James O'Shaughnessy week one, mm -hmm. got having eight targets. Um, but Dan Arnold's second game had eight targets. Um, and Caught know, six of them. He caught six of them, especially with Marvin Jones being out. He had as many snaps as LaVisca Chenault did. So, I mean, I, I, I like Dan Arnold. Um, not every week play. I, I do like him more than Hunter Henry, though, if I had to rank him. Yeah, and, I mean, I was, I've was i been streaming guys like Cameron Bray thinking he might fill in for Gronk. Um, I honestly haven't checked, but I will be looking at Dan Arnold. He's not. He's no. not. That's why I said I'm picking up Derrick. I mean, uh, Hunter Henry. Trust me, I checked two <laughs> yeah. weeks, one week or two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah, and, I mean, he's been on the team for 14 days, and he's getting eight targets. It's only going to – I mean, I'm not saying he's going to get more than eight targets every week, but he's definitely involved, and it they traded for him for a reason, it looks like. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. Out of these two, I'm going with Arnold. The only reason why I said I'm targeting Henry is because Arnold's not available. But if if they're if they're available in your league, that's the guy you want to go for. I'm surprised Hunter Henry is more owned than Dan Arnold by 17. percent Yeah, that. But yeah, I don't know. All, all these I, percentages always surprise me. That's true. Fair enough. I'm only getting them from one source. Like I yeah. said, the ESPN Fantasy. So. But even if you and – and I've, I've actually looked at this. If you look at Yahoo and ESPN, they're usually pretty similar. Yeah. So you can look at one, and the other one is pretty much almost the same thing. All right, fair enough. Well, guys, thanks for tuning in to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. We will be back tomorrow with the – Studs and duds. Studs and duds. Would you rather – Would you rather. You're helping me out here. More news to keep you guys updated, see who's practicing, who's probably going to be in and out that time but again follow the twitter at diehard podcast if you have any questions about the fantasy team uh trades anything like that hit us up on there and tune in next time drop the follow drop the follow see ya